What's going on guys, it's Oscar Saldana Jr. here, and you're listening to the first episode of the Saldana Cast. Today we're going to be covering a few things. It's going to be a, a quick and short episode. We're primarily just going to talk about my, my situation, what I'm going through, what I've gone through, and what to expect throughout listening to the Saldana Cast. You are of course going to notice some voice cracks, some hiccups, some burps, you know, all, all the good stuff. Might be a few chair squeaks. I'm sorry about that. We're going to try to improve that in the near future here. But I'm just trying to get my message across. I'm just trying to get my opinions, my views, everything just out here on the internet so all of you guys can criticize me. So let's dive right in. So primarily the main reason I wanted to make this was to share my quick little story about how I ended up in this situation, how I'm expelled from school, how I'm currently serving a year probation at minimum, and um, what I'm going through right now. So we're just going to start off with how it all began, and this is pretty much going to take up the whole episode, so if you guys want to listen to the whole thing, be my guest, but it's going to be about 30 minutes or so is what I'm shooting for. But um, So we're just going to talk about the, the first day. Or the, the day that this all started. So on February 14th, Valentine's Day, 2018, that was a Wednesday, um, the Parkland shooting tragedy occurred. And, it, you know, it, you know, countless of people lost their lives. It shouldn't, uh, you know, it could have been prevented from all the social media, all this, you know. It's, it's, it was obviously, like, something that no one, you don't ever wish upon anyone in the world, no matter what. I mean, unless that they're truly an evil person, but... You know, you wouldn't wish that upon any family or any kids, anyone like that to experience such a thing or even the community. But two days after that, uh, I, you know, it was just a normal day at school, February 16th, 2018, that Friday. Just a normal day at school. I'm just a normal kid. So I'm on high school. You know, we were in the lunchroom before school started. And we were, you know, I just just a group of guys before school. Just start, you know, it's a, a regular group. We were talking about, you know, just some random guy stuff. Talking about guns. I don't know. I just, like, got on the topic. I don't know. I think we were talking about the shooting. I don't really remember specifically. But I just remember we got on the topic of guns. And I was like, oh, well, some guns aren't necessary. Like, I don't, you know... I mean, I just don't, I, I personally don't understand them. I'm sure that you, you do or someone or someone here does, but I, you know, AR-15s, I don't really understand the purpose. I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm not a big gun savvy guy, but we were just talking about handguns and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, well, my uncle has a license to carry, blah, blah, blah. He lives in Missouri or Illinois or wherever he is. And, you know, I've shot it out on his private property before with, you know, supervision and stuff, you know, we were shooting at targets, and, you know, it was really fun, but, you know, it was like, it was a, like a high cow, I don't know, it was like a, it was a big old clunky thing, and I pulled it up, and I was like, oh, this is the gun that, you know, I shot on my uncle's before, I pulled it up on my friend's phone, and, uh, I mean, I don't know, I think, you know, at school, I guess it's not a conversation for school, but I don't really hang out with this specific Anyway, that's besides the point. We were just, you know, all talking about all this guy stuff and all this, this stuff going on in the world. And, you know, we get on the topic of video games and we get on the topic of Fortnite. And, you know, like, oh, like the revolver from Fortnite, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, stood up, and then, you know, the, the conversation just keeps on rolling. This is like a time span over like 30 minutes or so. So, you know, I stand up on a chair and like I'm not standing all the way. I'm like crouching a little bit, but I pretend to shoot all my friends at my table with my fingers. Like I make a finger gun and I pew, 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 and I say 100 damage, 100 damage, 100 damage on all their heads and stuff. Like I point my finger to their head. I mean, I'm not like, like I, I, it, it, it was a big scene. I'm not going to lie. Like everyone around us saw it. I mean, there's like, you know, I mean, there's like hundreds of people in the lunchroom. I mean, I'd say probably like 50 or so people saw it. And, it, you know, it, it didn't get the best feedback. You know, I had a teacher come up and approach me like, yo, you can't do that. She's like a good friend of mine, I guess you could say. But she comes over and like, you can't do that, Oscar, blah, blah, I'm Like, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about a video game, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I explained it to her. And she gets done talking to me. You know, it's not that big of a deal. She just says, you know, you can't be doing that. That's not okay. So I'm not too worried about it. But there seems to be this one girl who's like freaked out behind me, like like I'm like okay, whatever. I like I'm sorry. She apparently goes to the principal's office after we get like dismissed from the lunchroom and we we could start going to our classes. She goes to the principal's office or wherever the office and reports the 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 incident, I guess you could say. And they call on that teacher. They call on everyone. And this was all just happening like while I was going through my first period class. Like I was just doing my thing. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't really think much of it. That was just like a normal day for me. And I get called in the class. <clears throat> I get in the second period. And it's the beginning of the second period. And, you know, nothing much has really happened so far. I'm just, you know, going about my day, doing my thing. And all of a sudden, the, the phone rings in our construction class, and the, the the instructor, the teacher, he had to stop the whole entire class because, you know, we're all using power tools. It's really loud. He's like, hey, everybody, stop. You know, I got to take this call. So, you know, everyone's looking at him to see who it's from because now he has the whole class's attention. And he's like, Oscar, you got to go down to the office. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, I knew exactly what it was, kind of. I was like, oh, great. You know, it's going to be this morning, and they're just going to talk to me. Tell you know, lecture me. I don't know. I might get suspended. Worst case scenario for pretending to kill my friends. I don't, but uh, yeah, I wasn't too stressed out about it. I guess you could say. So, you know, I get all my things. I or start walking down or walking out of the class. The second I open the door, there's actually this the the school security guard, and the the head principal of the school. And I was kind of freaking out at this point. I'm like, holy crap, okay, they're, they're taking this way too serious. Like, I don't know what's going down, but I don't want to be part of it. I hope, you know, this just gets resolved or whatever. So we start heading down to the office. I'm getting escorted by, you know, the principal and the, the security guard at the same time. And, um, you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, uh, what am I going to say to get myself out of this situation? You know, I've been in trouble before for talking too much in class or doing dumb stuff like this, so... I don't really know, you know, what I could really say about this time. So, you know, they put me in this room by myself, and then they have someone come in and watch me for a little bit and, you know, make sure I don't do anything, I guess. And they're like, oh, do you mind if we if we search your locker, blah, blah, blah? And they're like, well, you don't have a choice. So I was like, okay, I, I don't really care. You can search my bag, do whatever. And they said that they'd uh, confiscate my phone, which I didn't have one at the time. Uh, due to certain circumstances of me being grounded for getting in trouble before, but that's a, that's another story for another time. And um, they were they were like adamant that I had a phone. They were like, "Give me your phone! Give me your phone!" Like we saw you on the camera. I was like, "That was my friend's phone." 
blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm, I don't have a phone. You can go ahead and call my parents. Yeah, I don't have a phone. And they're like, no, we know you have a phone, blah, blah, blah. Ask you not to lie to me. I was like, I right. <laughs> listen, I don't have a phone. Look, no phone. And they're like, okay, well, when well, we're going to have the police come in here and search you because we know you have a phone. And I was like, go ahead. I mean, I told them the whole situation about me being grounded. I was like, do you really think that? Anyway, I, I let them do their thing. You know, they're going to deal with the situation however they want to. So I let them go on and continue, continue their investigation with whether or not I had a phone and whether or not I was going to shoot up the school or say whatever they thought I was planning on doing or threatening. I don't know. So they um they start talking to me and they start like interrogating me about it like she's just on like this this t this principal was just like so adamant that i said what these people were saying she's like oh well we have multiple kids saying that you purchased a handgun for so-and-so and so-and-so said that you were planning on shooting the school and they're like so what do you what, what were you planning on doing oscar like we you know we, we're in a state of emergency with this parkland and i'm like oh okay listen like you guys know me like i'm i'm down here frequently i'm not gonna lie do i seem like the type of person that would you know do anything like that like i am way too happy to ever take someone else's life away you know like i i, I it, like it it angers me to see how they could possibly think that I could possibly take another human being's life away or even, like, threaten that in any way, which I understand that my actions, you know, may have may have really hurt someone. But the person who did, I guess you could say, snitch on me or whatever or, or give her side of the story, she knows very, very well that I would never do anything like that. And it just aggravates me, which, I mean, it's not her fault at all because it's just her perspective on you know what she thought was going to happen but like every i i guarantee you like if there were any rumors about like me actually doing it because that's the only reason people think i was going to do it was because of these rumors but if there weren't any of these rumors if it would just people would just judge me by the way i have been before my previous actions no like uh, i'm just too happy i'm too much of a a person who cherished life too much but so yeah I, I pretty much explained that to her I'm like no like are you kidding me like listen she's like well we have multiple reports of you purchasing a handgun and planning it blah, blah. I'm like you this is like the fourth time you told me okay like listen and so they call my stepdad my mom's out of the country so god only knows what she's thinking uh or what she you know I gotta tell her when she gets back and like I'm and my stepdad comes I'm like listen this is bullcrap like are you kidding me like I'm getting possibly suspended for talking about a video game too loud that's what was like going through my head at the time and you know they start talking to my stepdad about the situation they give him a quick brief I'm like yo you listen here's what happened video game was talking about a gun, uh, you know, before that, completely unrelated, and then we were talking about a video game that, I mean, <laughs> pretty much sums it up, and uh, they kept on telling him and telling him that, oh, no, your son, uh, you know, we we know he has a gun, we're going to send the police to his house to search, or to your guys' house to search, because we have, we know he brought a gun, people are saying 200, uh, they just kept on saying these these things that, like, one kid would say or something, and they even told my stepdad, like, well, we had a few people say that he was talking about a video game, but we're not too sure. 
and like I was like anyway it's just like I I don't want to steer off course too much or say it would be too repetitive but it's like I just feel like I have to keep reiterating my point here like I like (laughs) I'm not uh, I don't know so with dealing through this whole entire situation I'm just like this is the stupidest thing ever like uh, let's just suspend me or do whatever you need to do for the rest of the day like oh I'll be on my own like (laughs) this is pointless we're just having a pointless conversation at this point so uh, you know I'm we're walking out they're telling me I might be expelled my stepdad and I walk out I don't have any of my belongings anymore because they said I couldn't keep them they'd have to search through everything I'm like yeah like (laughs) if there's a gun in there you'd, you'd know but anyway um, I'm just, we're, I'm just trying to talk to my stepdad, like, listen, like, this, this is stupid, <laughs> and, you know, he's like, oh, I know, blah, 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 you know, you, you really dug yourself in a deep hole, you know, she's talking about you could possibly be expelled, I'm here saying, I'm, I'm thinking here, I'm like, no, there's, there's no way, you know, like, like, this is gonna get cleared over in a week or so, it's gonna be forgotten, I mean, it's going to be like a lot of, it's going to be the talk of the town for a little bit, but then, you know, it's, but, uh, yeah, so, no, uh, <laughs> um, that night I was on my, or I was at work and I was talking to my coworkers about what happened. I'm like, yo, you guys won't believe, <laughs> like, this is the craziest experience ever. Like, your boy just got suspended for people thinking I'm a school shooter. Like, <laughs> like this, the police searched my house during that time period, ball, like, you know, I, I, and, uh, the, of course I didn't find anything that tore up my room, it tore up everything, my basement and stuff is what my mom's, or what my stepdad said, my mom's still out of the country, you know, I'm like, I'm like, crap, you know, I gotta explain this to her when she comes back, but that night, my stepdad calls me again, he's like, yo, detective so-and-so wants to talk to you from the police department, and I'm like, oh, oh god, now we have a freaking police investigation on our hands like this can't be good so i go down to the police department right and you know i'm walking or you know where i'm walking up the steps my stepdad i'm like oh great you know this is this is gonna be perfect like this is the last thing i want to do thank goodness like my co-workers were like willing to take my shift and stuff They're like dude like you gotta go to this like <laughs> this isn't good like you better get this under control so, uh, you know, I was I was dealing with the stuff for quite some while, you know. I'm like, okay, this is going to take a while to deal with, blah, blah, blah. So I go down there, uh, you know, the the investigator talks to me. He just starts asking me a bunch of questions about what, I mean, it was literally the same thing. Like, my, my principal was a detective. I don't even want to say her name, but, you know, she decided to take the investigation to her own hands at school. So... You know, where I'm, I'm dealing with this investigator. Like, listen, like, man, like, uh, I don't have a gun. I wouldn't plan on doing anything. I didn't threaten anyone personally. Someone may have felt threatened, but blah, blah, blah. So, like, okay. He's like, all right, man. So, I'm going to go talk to your stepdad for a little bit, and I'm going to come back in here and talk to you. So, he goes, takes my stepdad in the other room, talks to him for, like, five minutes. Felt like forever. Like, I'm sitting there, like... Oh, I'm shaking my knee. I don't know. I mean, I was just freaking out. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, am I going to get arrested? Am I, like, is he going to... I don't know. I, like, I honestly had no clue, like, what was going to happen. Like, am I going to get charged with something? Like, do I have to get bailed out? Like, I, like, I, I don't know what, to, what I was... 
you know, to expect, I guess. So uh, he comes back into the room with his buddy, and they come in with gloves on. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, now I got to get a freaking prostate exam, too? But uh, no, but for real, they come in, they start talking to me, and they're like, yeah, so Oscar, you are now being placed under arrest for a Class B felony of terroristic threats. I, I, I look at him, I look at his buddy, I'm like, this guy's joking, right? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I've never been charged with anything in my life, and like anything, any criminal charges, I guess. And he goes, I look at him, I'm like, so I'm a felon? Like, like I didn't understand, like, what was happening. Like, I, I I know, like, I, if I was watching it on TV, for say, or, like, a video, like, I would completely understand. But when it happens to you, it's so, like, I, I just, oh. So, you know, he's telling me, blah, blah, blah. He's like, you know, uh, I'm going to have to handcuff you for a little bit, but you should be out of handcuffs shortly. We got to transport you down to the detention center. I was like, oh. I was, like, just still in shock when he said felon, felony. So I was like, so I'm a felon. Like, that's the only thing, like, I was racing through my mind. I was like, holy, holy crap, I'm going to be a felon. Like, <laughs> like I didn't understand. That. But uh, him and his buddy, they take me down to the old processing unit, I guess. And there's, like, a there's like a cell, this big, like, group cell. There's, there was actually, I'm pretty sure there was a guy in there, but there was, like, no windows or anything. And, but they were like, you don't have to go in there for now. You know, you can just sit out here. And it was like a visiting area, I guess, for people that were there because there was these phones and glass, like thick glass windows set up and stuff. And I was like, okay, like this, this is, this is the real deal. So they start taking my name down and stuff. They start asking me a bunch of questions about my height and weight. And <clears throat> they take my fingerprints. They do a mug shot. And I mean... <sighs> Like, I was, I was still sitting there like, holy crap, like, my mom's out of the country. She's going to come back to her son being in freaking in jail is what I was thinking. Like, it was just so over the top. Like, just my mind was racing with what could possibly get worse with this situation. So I was like, I could only imagine what's gonna, what it's going to be like there. So I get transported down to the detention center, which it was like, it felt like an hour away. Like, I was just sitting there. I couldn't sleep. It was like 930. I was so tired, but I just, like, I couldn't physically let my body fall asleep. So I'm in the car. The guy's trying to ask me a bunch of questions. I'm just ignoring him because I'm so, like, I'm still, like, in shock. And, oh, like, it just it pains me to, like, think. Uh, but uh, get down to the detention center. It's pretty much the same, like, height, weight questions. They asked me a bunch of medical questions, a bunch of family history questions, a bunch of you know, pr personal preference, a bunch of just random stuff, I guess, that they need to take. And they throw me, they give me like this sweatshirt, they have me take off my shoes, empty out of my pockets. They give them all that. And, uh, I mean, they, they set me into this room with a bunch of chairs. It was like a waiting room, but it was like a, like a cell, <laughs> like a, not a cell, but there's windows all over it, one window outside, and then... There's, like, windows to where I just was in this big, like, office where she took all my stuff. But, so I was sitting in this room with all these chairs, and it was, like, like 10 o'clock by now. And I was, like, laying down on these very uncomfortable chairs. They smelled bad. But I had to I had to sleep there for a while. And finally, at, like, 12, they let me know. They were like, oh, or I asked them before, like, what was going to happen? Like, am I going to sit here all night, or am I going to go home? Or like, oh... Well, you'll probably go home since this is your first charge, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's not that big of a deal. 
Uh, I've never really seen kids get charged with their or stay here with their first charge. And so hopefully you'll get lucky. I'm like, all right, you know, like, like I want to go home. Like, this is insane. Like, just get me out of here. And I was like thinking, like, my parents can't pay bail because it's juvenile detention. So, you know, I'm laying there, like, trying not to think about anything, just trying to go to sleep. And I do fall asleep for a little bit, but I wake up to her knocking. She's like, all right, let's go. You got to <laughs> you're spending the night. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I'm actually like I am about to go into prison is what like I was going through my, my brain. I was like, I've watched enough TV for this. Like, I know what to do. I know how to survive. Like, I guess I got to craft a shank. I'm like, shit. I, don't, I didn't get my freaking knife ready to, to put in my cavity, you know. But anyway, anyway, that's besides the point. Uh, I have to shower, you know, some guy watches me shower, makes me jump and squat with my hands in the air, you know, do a bunch of stuff, and, um, I'm in, they give me my jumpsuit, they give me my shirt, and I, apparently I wore it wrong, like, I wore my, my shirt over my jumpsuit, and he was like, man, that's weird, like, you can't be doing, like, you weird, I'm like, sorry for not knowing how to correctly wear a jumpsuit, like, my bad, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so, you know, they told me, the guy, the other guy that, like, was in my unit, like, they took me to this unit, this other guy that was working that part, he's like, oh, man, don't worry, you'll probably be out of here real soon, like, don't sweat it, because I told him my situation, he's like, oh, I was reading through your files, and all this stuff, and they, they made me do, like, a suicide checklist to see how many times they had to, like, check on me during the night, which is, you know, standard for all new inmates I guess or whatever you want to call them new bookings so I get my cell and they give me this like two inch mattress with these these shitty ass sheets I mean you know obviously to expect like a two inch mattress about a quarter inch freaking foam uh what is it pillow and I I, I like folded it like freaking four times to sleep on it and I was so cold during the night. They gave me, like, the worst blankets, the worst sheets. I was, and then, you know, you have your sink and your toilet in there. I was so scared. I mean, they, and then they'd, like, swipe this card to do, like, a check-in right by your room. Like, on the room. Like, how to, that's how they open it. But they do, like, a certain card would swipe it, and it'd do a check-in. And that just like alerts you know blah blah blah, to make sure you're still alive i guess because you know they don't like if if it's really bad a kid commits suicide in there i guess so which you know that doesn't really happen but they just have to check like every 15 minutes was for mine specifically so you'd always hear this beep they open up your curtain on your one window to your door see if you're still alive go back you know it wasn't really that big of a deal so I, I was I was starving. I didn't have any dinner because I went into the freaking police station at like seven thirty, and I didn't get into the actual like detention, like the actual actual cells until like ten thirty, and I was starving. I kept asking for food. No one got me food. I was like, oh great, like this is perfect. So you know I had to spend numerous days in there. You know it wasn't too bad. Uh, you know, you have to do your own chores on the weekends. Or every day you had to, like, you know, clean your room, mop, sweep, do all that crap. It wasn't, you know, too horrendous, I guess. You know, we had group time. We had school time. We had all this stuff that we had to do together. Independent time. You know, you can do time. like, And then free time, you know, you spend with playing cards to other people in your cell or in your block. And, 
the first let's see i got there on that friday so that weekend we we're just doing some fun stuff i guess i mean fun stuff i mean the yeah, fun stuff for them i guess for not having as much freedom but we played like cards we had like a group time like the staff there was really nice but then the week rolled around and it was a holiday that monday so i didn't have the judge that i have now like i just had like a failure judge i guess you could say so i went to court that monday my mom had gotten back in the country by then and I was in all these shackles and I had to go see my mom. And the second I looked at her, I was like, holy crap, like, <laughs> this is not good. Like, I started to break down. Like, I couldn't even talk to the judge. I couldn't even look at my mom. Like, it was the saddest moment of probably of my life, to be 100% honest with you. I've, I haven't really lost anyone too close to me. But I imagine that is what it feels like. I, I mean, my heart sunk. I, it was just such a, a heart-wrenching moment to see my mom so disappointed in me and so sad that she can't, you know, I don't know. It, especially, you know, through all the things that I've been through and all the things that we've been through as a mother-son duo, it really, really broke my heart to see that I really let my mom down and that's one thing I can't get over with and I have to live with for the rest of my life so uh, to the system I hope you're happy and I hope you got what you guys wanted because that really that really tore me down and at that court date I actually they did not release me at all they told my parents I'd probably be out in two days max but that was like after the fourth day was or after the third day that was when I went to court and I didn't get out they said that I have to stay into in detention while I do like a psych eval, make sure I'm still, you know, or make sure I'm not crazy. And they wanted to do a bunch of tests on me, a bunch of things like that, physicals, all this. I don't know, but they all wanted me to do it inside of detention so I couldn't be a threat to society, which I still don't understand to this day. If the investigator was doing his job correctly, I didn't threaten anyone nor did i have a weapon and it, i'm sure if i would have had a weapon they would have found it right because if they search my house they search all of my property i don't like where where would i have kept it i, I don't understand that at all and for secondly it, i didn't threaten anyone like I, I specifically yes like i insinuated something yes blah, 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 but i'm not like they thought i was actually like a school shooter because they thought like i needed a psych like yes like i've seen 10 times worse things at school that have gotten reported i mean like there's a like a kid who put like his his head or like his his sweatshirt over his head so go hey and like threw his bag into a hallway pretending it was a freaking bomb and you know nothing happens you know it's, Oh, it's another kid trying to be funny. I'm sure a teacher yelled at him, but, you know, nothing too. Uh, it's just these things, like, I mean, obviously mine in, involved, was very involved with the timing of when I did it two days after the Parkland shooting. That didn't help the situation at all, but, like, it's, uh, there's just things that I get very passionate about, and this is one of the things that I don't understand why. I mean, I do, I, I, I truly do. It's just, like, the... I don't know. People have experienced way worse situations than this with wrongful convictions, so I, I shouldn't even really be complaining, but I can see how aggravating this is for some people. So, basically, 
long story short with that situation, uh, I go to court every Monday, which happened three times. Actually, did it happen four? I think it happened four. But I was in there for three weeks. And it was miserable. I mean, it was the same thing every day. You barely get any gym time. You barely get any time to work out. I mean, I did push-ups and myself. But, like, yeah, I just can't. And they had amazing food there. Like, I was eating good every meal. Like, I was never hungry. And your boy got pretty fat, not going to lie. Your boy put on some pounds that that con food, you know. Got that con body going on. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it was three weeks that I could have been doing something productive in the world, but instead I was stuck being treated as a psychopath. So I had to deal with that. You know, I had to take, I got my psyche vow. I found out I was fine. You know, they, I don't know, it was just, it's weird. It, it was just a weird situation I was put through. And that, that day I get a call. Or like that three weeks, the third, that exactly in the third week, like that, that three day, three weeks after that Friday, uh, I get a call. They're like the cell gets a call. Or no, 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 I was, I was actually, I was thinking, no, I was in school because they have like a school there. I was in the school for them. And all of a sudden, one of the team leaders or the, the staff there, they come in and they're like, Oscar, come here. And I was expecting to get out soon, you know, because my, my probation officer was telling me these things, like, you're going to get out soon, blah, blah, blah. So I was expecting to get out soon. And I'm just sitting there, you know, waiting, waiting, waiting patiently. Like, is it going to be today? Is it tomorrow? I was waiting that whole entire week after that Monday because they said I was going to be getting out soon after, you know, I got my psyche out. And, you know, I got that call. They told me I was transferring out. But they said, you know, once you get out, you're going to have to be put on very strict house arrest. So, like, you're not going to be able to, to leave your house for, like, a week. You're going to gain privileges. You're going to have to check in. You know, you can try to get your job back, but I doubt that, you know, anything will happen. You can leave so-and-so with parent permission. You should, like, you, you gain levels for this probation. And I was like, okay, like, I don't care. Like, I just, I need to get out of here. Like, I will follow whatever rules. You can put me on house arrest for however long. Like, <laughs> like as long as I'm out of here. Which, yeah, I got out that day. My mom picked me up. I've never been more excited to see my mom in my life. And, uh, yeah, it was not a a good situation to be in at all. But uh, thankfully I got out of it. Or I'm still facing a lot of repercussions of what happened. Like, I'm still currently on probation, and I will be until, oh, May-ish, uh, if all things go as planned here. And, um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, things go my way. I mean, I can't really make any guarantees or anything like that, but as long as I, you know, get... Oh, oh, I actually... Okay, this is really awkward because I forgot a very, very big part that I meant to put in here earlier. So during those, that three-week period of me being in there, probably the second week in, uh, my you know, I got a call with my mom every night. So I called my mom. Or she called me, I think, or something. I don't know, but there was a school board meeting that she had to attend to go see what you know what my fate was if I was getting expelled or not, and um, that you know she calls me and she's like, "Okay, we're going into the meeting now. I'll talk to you later. You know, I'll try to call you before you have to go to sleep because we had like a sleep go to sleep at like ten o'clock. Blah blah blah. It wasn't 
you know, uh, whatever. So she calls me the next morning, or I try to get a hold of her the next morning because, you know, I couldn't call her because it was too late. She doesn't answer, blah, blah, blah. We're at, like, breakfast or something, and she calls, and they get it over the radio, and they're like, oh, your mom calls. She wants you to call you back once we get back to the block. I'm like, okay, like, I need I need to make this call. So I don't get to call her until the afternoon because we were just so busy with stuff. We had, like, lockdowns. and So anyway, so I don't get to call her until the afternoon, and I'm freaking I'm like, mom, what happened? Did I get expelled? Like, or am I just being suspended till the end of the year? Like, what's going on? And she's just on the phone, and she goes, we tried, you know, she's, like, crying, and she's like, we tried. I'm like, so does that mean, like, like you got it? Like, we got it? Like, are you crying happy? Or did I? And um, sure enough, your boy got expelled, and she goes, I'm sorry, we tried. And I'm like, Mom, like, there's nothing you could have done. No matter what, it was, it was going to happen. And she was like, yeah, there was this one lady who seemed like she wasn't out to get me, but she made it her mission to get me expelled. You know, like she said that, you know, I'm in detention. So why isn't he here right now? But yeah, so I have a one year ban for going on any school property that of that school district. So I can't go to any of the football games or anything like that that are home or any football or any soccer, anything, any sports, anything, nothing like that. I can't go anywhere on their property for a year, which I'm very involved with act, er, athletics there, which is, so that's kind of heartbreaking, but that year ban is almost over, and I got expelled for a year indefinitely, but I can go and appeal it back here in March, because that's when the, the meeting took place, so in March, I'm going to appeal to go back to that school, because I really didn't like the I you know I had a pretty good friend group not really I don't know I but I just want to go back to the school because it'd be easier on my parents because we moved to the specific location so I could go to the specific school and uh I kind of ruined that so but so basically what before I end this this quick little podcast here this little episode what to expect from this episode is I promise you I I have a very, very broad spectrum view of this earth. How, I don't even know how to explain it, to be honest. Pretty much, I feel like I am more intellectual in specific uh, topics, I guess you could say. I guess more pressing, more controversial topics than the average 15-year-old. I'm only 15, but the the things that I've gone through in my life, I mean, I feel like I could keep up with a conversation with, you know, like a 20-year-old. Not I'm not necessarily knowledgeable in such a way factually, but more opinion-wise and I don't know. I don't really know how to explain it, but I can hold a decent conversation with an adult about very controversial topics and not even controversial, more of, you know, today's society and what's going on through the world and what we need to change or, you know, like I like I just feel like I have this this view of so many different generations that I understand like I could I can converse with such a young group. But at the same time, I can have, you know, conversations with such, you know, adult, like I understand teen trends and, you know, how things are going, like some adults wouldn't understand. And I can have 
more adult-like conversations that some teens wouldn't just understand. Like, you know, most teens think they're always right, which there's nothing wrong about that. Like, I always think I'm right. But at the same time, you know, they don't have time to listen to others' opinions. They don't have time to, you know, listen to counter-arguments. Whereas if you have a more adult-like conversation, they're more formal, you know, you listen to others' opinions, which is not the case 100% of the time, of course, you know. But I feel like, you know, I just, I've been forced to grow up at such a young age where, like, I just understand these topics and I force myself to be able to relate myself to, no, I can't necessarily relate, I, you know, to older groups, but I feel like I understand most of, not most, but a lot of concepts. I'm, I'm trying to be very careful with my wording here because I don't want people to, you know, think I'm trying to say, oh, I'm the smartest person in the world or, but I just, I genuinely feel like I'm just so mature for my age that like, like I just notice it like when I'm trying to have a conversation with my friends or anything like this or any political or you know honestly just any type of conversation where there's any debate involved at all like I just I don't know they it's it's hard to explain from being from my perspective but the best way I can explain it is when I was young I was forced to grow up at such a young age that my age doesn't reflect my mentality I guess you could say which is not the best thing all the time, but it really does help through some situations. And I don't know. Uh, hopefully, I'm I'm trying to use it for good here by trying to start this podcast. Um, but yeah, I I don't go to school right now. I mean, I do, but it's not nearly as much as what I want it to be. You know, it's not any. It's not difficult at all. But it, it was for one point. But now, so anyway. This is going to conclude the first episode of the 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 Saldana cast, okay? But uh sorry for the, all the stutters, all the, you know, the rookie mistakes here, but we're trying to get the hang of it here. But I uh, hope you guys enjoy and uh I'll hopefully you guys catch you guys listening in the next one. Leave any comments below and we're going to try to get this on iTunes and uh, all platforms. Thank you very much.